Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Share some shit with y'all. All truth, all truth. Uh, like I'm standing inside a tabernacle. I promise not to lie in not one of these verses. I started out as a battle rapper. All I knew was Mac. He's one half of Bad Meets Evil with Eminem. One half of Prime with DJ Premier, and one one fourth of Slaughterhouse with Joe Budden, Joel Ortiz, and King Crooked. He's a deadly MC who has just released his first solo record, Layers, which is under his own label, Bad Half Entertainment. He's Roy Stuff Five Nine, and I want to welcome him to the library with Tim Ine and Kel on RapStation.com. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Talk about me specifically. Three brothers and one sister. See, my daddy taught me consistency with his fucking patterns. Hallelujah. I'm the son of an addict. My addiction was music. All I would do was go to the studio in the shelter. Before we get really get into the album, I wanted to quickly uh, talk about in interviews, you've been really open about talking about how you are going to therapy and you consider to see a therapist. And with Layers being one of your pers- your most personal album to date, did you view this album as part of the therapeutic process? And then also how, if at all, has the purpose for you uh, in your music changed with the creation of Layers? Well, it's definitely uh, therapeutic, everything that I did with the album. Um, once I started seeking therapy, I started realizing that I felt, I, I walked out of therapy every time feeling so much better about my day after getting everything off my chest. You know, so basically when I got in the studio and I started pulling beats up and I started to just talk about things that were on my mind, that were weighing heavy on my mind, you know, be it how I felt about certain social issues or just anything, anything, things from my past. And it just, you know, the whole feeling is therapeutic. So the album in itself just turned out to be really therapeutic, you know, and once we started to roll it out and um, people started getting wind of it, I started getting a lot of tweets from people who are going through addiction, you know, just going through many different things and saying that, you know, a lot of my words, even if it wasn't just on the song, even if it was something that I said in the interview, right. really helped them get through, get through certain periods, get through certain times, really helped them um, reflect or just, you know, just get through things in general. So, you know, that in itself is therapeutic for me. You know, it helps me to know that I'm actually helping people in a positive way. Right, right. Um, I know you've also talked about in interviews how you, when you first started going through this process, you also had some sort of writer's block. Um, was there ever a worry for you that you would have to stop being an MC and find like another career path within the industry? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I always worried about that kind of thing, but not not do the writer's block though. Right. Oh. I always, I, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, like that. Me not being able to come up with things, I knew that was only a temporary thing. I knew prior to going into, you know, Paul Rosenberg was the one who told me when I talked to him and told him that I was stopping everything. I'm done. You know, and he told me, okay, cool. You know, Marshall went through the same thing. He said, you know, it's going to take a minute. You got to just relax and you got to be patient. It's going to take a minute. And I remember him giving me those words. So, you know, the first, the first time that I tried to put pen to paper and it wasn't really flowing like that, I was like, okay, this must have been what Paul was talking about. You know, I got to just sit back be patient, just relax. I didn't lose it. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't lose it. It's just, it's just coming to me a little bit slower and my mind and my body has to get used and, and, you know, get adapted to working this way and not working under the influence of alcohol. But I did worry about, I did worry about coming out and being forthcoming with information about my sobriety Hmm. and being up open and honest with my fans. I did worry about, you know, possibly people looking at me like, nah, we prefer the drunk race. Right. We don't want this guy. And then maybe then I'll have to think of something else to do because I was willing to take that risk for my family and for my health, you know? So that's, that's, no, that's the only time I worried about that. Other than that, I knew eventually I was going to get to a point where I would be able to create something. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know how people were going to re- perceive it or how they were going to feel about it, but I knew I would be able to make music again for sure. Right, I, I thought about that when I was doing research for your interview. I thought like you're improve, you're you're going through this process of improving yourself as a human, uh, but then you're also this artist. And I always was I was wondering. You you just answered it. How did improving yourself as a human versus improving yourself as an artist? How did that intertwine? And I mean, you obviously just said that uh, beautifully and perfectly. Uh, I I do want to talk about the writing of layers. Uh, obviously, this album has been praised by critics by everyone i've spoken to uh and in one of the reviews i read they said that royce has found a new commitment to full-fledged storytelling in his rhymes do you think that is the case i mean have you always had this ability or this this way of writing and if this is the case why did why this new approach yeah i've 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 told stories in the past before um the difference was i sprinkled it i sprinkled it within albums a little bit differently in the past Mm -hmm. um and in the past, I sprinkled it creatively within a, with, amongst a bunch of chaos. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> Like amongst a bunch of a bunch of uh, amongst a bunch of mental chaos, you know, chaotic, reckless rhymes. You know, the people grew to love me for. You know, mm-hmm. but now the storytelling is sprinkled within clean, clear thoughts, concise thoughts. You know, so I think that it's just breaking through a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's cutting through the noise a little bit better because it's a lot easier to digest, a lot easier to digest. And um, it's people are paying attention to it a little bit more because it's going along with a nice positive message that people are able to connect with. And it's genuine to the situation. It's genuine to what's, what's happening. It's not contrived and made up. It's just, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Hmm. Um Obviously, you know, talked about how you, you've tackled, you tackle a lot of subjects in this, you know, in Tabernacle, you talk about your granny passing while your son's being born on the same day. On Dope, you talk about what it's, what would it be like to sell drugs in order to survive. On Wait, you rap about your son's autism. Well, of course, one of my favorite songs, you destroy it lyrically. And on America, you talk about systematic racism. How do you, 
how how do you like when you sit down to write tracks like this how do you know or what inspires you to take on these subjects it's usually the beat it's usually the beat um sometimes um a lot of these things just weigh on my mind and i have to kind of like pick or choose what song i want to discuss each thing on you know i knew um tabernacle you know i pretty much had that song visually in my head you know i knew exactly what the story was from front to back before i even wrote anything down on paper so it's pretty it's fairly easy for me to write right it's just like pick up a pick up a pen and just make everything rhyme and just tell the story that's sitting right there on the front of my mind right it's really easy to write so um you know in terms of like america um america was one of those songs you know as soon as i heard the beat it automatically made me think those thoughts. Hmm. And as I started to write, it made me think of more and more things within that topic that I wanted to discuss and how, and the way that I felt about those things. Hmm. And, you know, it was one of those, it was one of those situations where I was just kind of like following the pen. I was just chasing my pen around. And those are sometimes, those are sometimes the funnest songs to write. When, when you do write stuff like this, I mean, do the, does the writing process when the song is complete, does it kind of help you make sense of, the subject that you're tackling or have you kind of already made sense of the subject and you're just, you know, putting it to the paper? Oh yeah. I've, I've already made sense of it. It's, it's especially sober, especially sober. You know, when I'm, you know, as I'm writing and I'm thinking of these thoughts, you know, I'm able to think them through in a very clean and clear way, you know? So, I mean, I don't even, I try not to even write things down if I haven't already made sense of them in my mind. One track I really like on the last track off, uh, there's the way it ends. It's just the fade out with you rhyming. Uh, was this your original intent? And I mean, how much more, I guess, lyrics did you write down that we did not hear? And then do you view this kind of as a musical cliffhanger? Cause I know you're working on a new album. Yeah. Um, you know what? That was Mr. Porter's idea. Oh, sweet. that was Mr. Porter's idea. Um, off was about, it, it was, it was, it was, um, it was on his way to becoming quite the very long song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Mr. Porter just Mr. Porter just came through and said, Yo, you know what, man, you gave him enough. I mean, it's overkill at this point. We just gonna go ahead and trade it right here. Cause the album was already we initially wanted to have the album in about an hour. Okay. And um we knew that we would go over an hour by by a couple minutes. So, you know, that was just a um that was the executive producer called by Mr. Porter. So what happens to the, well, I guess what happens to the lyrics that we don't hear? Do you use, do you use them in another song? Or is it like <laughs> off too? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's cutting room floor. It's cutting room floor. I may, I may re, revisit it. I may revisit it on another project. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard those rhymes. Those rhymes that got faded out. I haven't heard those, those next bars in a minute, probably since I've been, since I've done them, I probably have to go back to the studio and listen to them and hear what I said and see if I can make good use of it. But as of right now, it's just cutting room floor stuff. Uh, is there a track, I know this Layers being a, obviously one of, you know, your most personal album. Was there a record on the album that for you was just the emotionally, emotionally the toughest one to write, but you knew you had to get it done? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's none of it is too emotional. None of it is too emotional to the point where it becomes tough. You know, with me, man, uh, the more emotional, the better. You know, it's, it's you know, it's more things that I'm getting off of my chest, um, more things that I'm getting out of my mind into the universe, and they're not pent up feelings anymore. You know, um, no feelings of resentment toward my dad or anybody else like that. You know, like my relationship with everybody is great. You know, because 
you know, I can openly talk about a lot of these things that may have bothered me at a point in my life, you know, so hmm. nothing is too tough due to the emotion, you know, the more emotional, the better, you know, especially now that I know that a lot of these, you know, a lot of these topics and a lot of the words are helping people and touching people and people are connecting with. Them. I just want to, I want to step away really quickly from the album and this, because as I mentioned in the intro, you've worked with, you know, Eminem, Premier, of course, Slaughterhouse, uh, but in the history of your career, has there ever been like one MC or one producer that kind of has really made you step up your lyrical game? And then also, if you after working with them, you want to be like, yeah, yeah. You, you said to yourself, yeah, I want to be on that level as that as an artist. Yeah, I mean Jay Z, Jay Z and Nas, Jay Z and Nas are like two guys that I'll always look at like that. I can't think of a time where they hadn't inspired me. You know. Um, kind of consistency that those guys had and how great they've been for so many years is just inspiring. You know, so there are definitely two guys that I would love to work with, not even on the same song, just individually, separately. You know, that's like a bucket list thing of mine, dream of mine. So Layers is out and you're on tour. Uh, I guess what what's next for you uh, after the album's done and after the tour's done? Yeah, after the, after the tour is done, I'm just going to come home. Um, record some more music. Um, maybe I'll, 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 I'm, I'm thinking of putting together a deluxe version of the album. That's just, that's like an idea that's just kind of up in the air. Um, I definitely want to focus on Prime, you know, for a period of time. That never takes a lot of time for us to do. So hopefully we could try to get something out with that by December. Um, focus on Slaughterhouse, you know, focus on my next album and just keep continuing to do things, you know, that are fun to do. You know, keep aligning myself with people that are fun to work with, people that push me creatively. And, you know, just try to cover more ground in the next in the next few years than I've covered my whole career. He's Royce the Five Nine, new album, Layers. Uh, if you have not seen him on a live show, you should. I got to see him at SOBs recently. Uh, Royce the Five Nine, thank you so much for joining me on the library with Tim Einekel on rapstation.com. Thank you, my brother. Have a good day. Clearly you lost. You try to put me in the box. How dare you try to minimize a lyrical god? I've got Zilla these walls. My prompts no time near. I'll improvise till my ceilings get wizard of Oz. I'm the illest alive. I'm the rose that rose from the concrete with the thorn. And when I'm gone, I shall live in the boss. Me and Porter just handling business. Boy, we came a long way from blasting cannons and having to throw them in trash cans, dismantling shipments. I had to manage a shift at my day job, too. I laid down rules. No gas station past eight mile, past eight or late drive throughs. Max sale tape, you play the whole B side. You flip it over, you hit a whole A side, too. Now we got iCloud and FaceTime, basically to knock down the grapevine, make way as to chaos ensues. Niggas saving ratchets, calling themselves bosses, but they not. They David Hasselhoff and they Baywatch, but I'm cool. Nowadays my life be lavish. Who I'm out with tonight, it might be a model or it might be actress. She might be a ballerina, she might do plays, she might just like theatrics. She might be famous, I might just pipe her for bragging rights. She might get mad at the paparazzi for flashing cameras at her as she covers her face with her arm as if she's dabbing. She might be dragging me to some more uptight fashion show somewhere Where people like Madonna and Bono go I might take one look up and down at the clothes and say Hell no, nah, it's time to go
Come on, it's time to go. I might fuck her on the kitchen table at her crib in the Hamptons. I might lay her down gently. I might slam her. I might even fuck around and yell domino. My soldiers sound off like you got a pair. I done real nigga. I done lost a lot of friends over the years. I've been losing a lot of hair. Been told that I'm out my mind. But if you only knew what was inside it, you too would choose to stay out of there. I take my hats off to the addicts going through something tragic in their lives. Shit, even I backed off the madness. I had to take some time and wrap off to realize. Now how do I stop being underrated? How do I get props like, let's say, a Drake? But I rap with the skill set of, let's say, a Black Thought or Elza. If JLet can bag a Rothschild without an album, and I can come back to rap after doing some jail time. No one cares about sales now. They care about Facebook status. It's all about gadgets and getting fatted in hell and consuming shit like them Patty LaBelle pies, like lunatics. Speaking of, I knew this chick who used to just be happy to make it out the hood to see me. Then she got on some fucking Truman shit. She started asking me. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.